This is City Post Church. We're about three things. Build, equip, and send. All under the Lordship of Jesus Christ. A small church plant in Fort Worth, Texas. Who decided to do things a little differently. Adoramos a Jesucristo. I love City Post because of the people. It's where I belong. We truly preach the word. I love City Post because of the community we've been able to build. To do ministry like Jesus, for light to push back darkness. This is City Post Podcast. Welcome back to See You Post Podcast. This is episode five. We're in the mid-season of our season, but I'm joined here with Ricky. Hey, guys. And today, we're just going to talk about worship because the past couple of weeks, it's been on fire. Yesterday, Eric gave me and the AV team guys goosebumps yesterday. Hey. And I remember when I first came to See You Post, and the worship was the most questionable thing ever. was... <laughs> <laughs> You know, it, it it couldn't have been that bad. You know, it, it was it, we were just in, in a we were in a gym, and we had a guitar. Um, no, we had a piano. Yeah. We had a cajon. Yeah. We had a soundless computer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and one other person singing, I think. Yeah, but uh, I had a guy that was just telling everybody, "Oh, yeah, this is." The best church, the best everything going on. So I'm expecting a mega church. <laughs> so that's why I say that. But um, see, post worship has been top tier lately, and yeah. I know we came a long way. Yes, yeah, we we've come a long way, um, and it is. I truly believe that it is God's faithfulness um, that we're seeing play out here, and um, you know, worship is something that is important especially to our church you know when I planted City Post Church um, I wanted a worship team not not like just to sound good but there had to be passion behind it so it was about having somebody that was passionate about worshiping the Lord who who lives it out um, but also creative you know I, I think God has given so many people gifts and talents and one of the biggest mistakes that churches make is that they they try to control that or they try to hoard it and you have got as a pastor it's important to me to let people lead in their gifts and talents like God gave that to them so why would I try to contain it Um, so I know our worship team has a lot of freedom Um, they have a, a lot of space to try new things and um but it's been really exciting to watch yeah and i know we we're talking earlier and there's some pastors that just like came by saying just <laughs> throw them up there right yeah so, <laughs> uh, especially in the hispanic world uh in the hispanic church that we grew up in i mean you'll see like 15 people on the stage and it's one of those anybody want to sing and whoever raises their hand you give them a mic <laughs> um, and it's just like a choir of ducks, you know, it's like, yeah. it, it, it does not sound good. Um, and everybody's in their own mind. Nobody wants to harmonize, but they're worshiping. And, uh, so yeah. it's, it's, 
it's a little bit weird um but yeah i'm glad you said that <laughs> and when c post first started how did uh, choosing the worship team kind of go was it you know. No, that's a great that's a great question. Um, so when we started, we we began meeting at 5 p.m. So we were meeting at 5 p.m. on on Sundays. Um, I knew Eric since he was a teenager, and um, you know people were like, "Yeah, there's this guy. He he plays piano at his church." And um, when I heard him, I was like, "Oh man, this guy's gifted." So whenever we did Surf Fort Worth, he would be one of the guys that I would pull to help lead worship and my brother would kind of be the 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 lead guy but then Eric kind of became that role so he would lead worship for us at 5 p.m. and then whenever we transitioned to the morning to 1030 1030 I can't even talk 1030 um I remember we had this conversation and I told him I was like hey you know we're about to transition I know you lead worship with at your dad's church but um just wanted to give you a heads up man this is what we're, we're going to start doing and he said you know he told us we had a talk and he said he felt called to be here and that he wanted to kind of take um be the worship leader here and a few de- few weeks later we had an installation service and we prayed over it and, and we knew that um eric was the person that god sent us and he was 22 at the time. Yeah, I was about it's to crazy. ask. He's been leading since 22. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was 22 at the time. And, um, you know, we knew he was young, but like we talked about in the past, City Post, you know, we, we, we strongly believe in building people. And he's, I've seen Eric grow in not just in his faith, but also in his calling. Um, I tell him all the time, I was like, man, God, God has this amazing calling on your life, so understand this is where you're going. And uh, yeah, and I just see him do some great things. Um, but I will say too, COVID, because that's when we really start, our, our worship team really started growing. Really? I was, yeah, how was it yeah. during COVID? Because I know churches shut down. Yeah. And it was certain people in the City Post that are still meeting. I think mm-hmm. it was you. Uh, Will at the time and Eric. Right. So how would that go down during COVID? Yeah, so I, I found a loophole with the shutdown. And the loophole was that churches were allowed to meet um, if they were going to stream. But it had to be less than 10 people. And um, so as we began meeting, you know, John uh, started to come to our church, this incredible drummer. And... Um, so it was John and then Will, myself, you know, I would I'd bring the word. Eric would lead with the piano. And um, John had a friend named Mike. And Mike was watching the church online. And John decided he wanted to learn how to play the bass guitar. So as John was learning the bass guitar, Mike would send him messages roasting him how bad he sounded online so john's like well you think you could do better and uh yeah the next week mike shows <laughs> up and it's all downhill from there and uh that's how we have mike and monica so yeah and from there it took up like 10 times more like it yeah. just got better from there so what's kind of like your vision now for the worship team yeah no i i love seeing what god's doing with it 
Um, it's amazing every single Sunday how this group of guys comes together and, and they just lead us. It, you know, they play so well. It's with excellence. Um, you know, Joseph and Andrew, I knew them um, at South Wayside with our youth group. And, and my brother helped them develop their guitar skills. So um, it's great to see them included in this. I love seeing Kayla up there now. Some female presence. <laughs> Eric's uh, Yeah, yeah. And, and then, you know, Sarah as well. But um, kind of what I see, I see our worship team continue to grow. Not because it's so good, but because of like a way that we could use it as discipleship. So there's a saying that says, good musicians attract good musicians. So... Eric, John, my, like, they speak the language. They, they've played in bands. Yeah. Um, you know, guys like John, they've played in front of thousands of people. So they have this incredible experience that they could use and, and pour into our guys. Um, and then when you add a discipleship component to that, it's, it, it goes beyond iron sharpening iron. It's, it's now like we could hold each other accountable and we could also grow in our faith at the same time. So I see our, our worship team, I, I pray that they continue to grow and thrive and grow people. Um, I, I would like to in the future, I would love to see them write their own music. Um, you know, I've, I've always had this vision of creating something called like the City Post Mixtape. Yeah. Where we, we mesh worship and hip hop together or um, other genres of music with worship. Yeah. Um, and then I would love to see our guys write their own songs to Christ. And Eric is a rapper. Yeah. E the musician. <laughs> a free promo. Facts. But we need new music, by the way. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the next release. <laughs> and it's just, I feel like it's crazy to me how the pieces came together with City Post. I feel like you yeah. never really asked somebody to come up here. It kind of just knew somebody or they got led here like for mike he was roasting and john was like well do you do better now he's right. here and uh <laughs> everybody is trying to keep up with each other so the level just goes up every yeah, time exactly no and i i truly believe i mean we talked about this in church planning god sends you those people and we have had people come into this church see the worship team and say hey i want to do that too so we've had to start developing a process on screening some folks because we just want to make sure that the heart behind it is correct. So with that being said, people want to come in and join the worship. Has there been anybody that like you were confident that talked a big game and they just blew it? All the time. All the time. It, well, I wouldn't say blow it. Well, you know, they're just not. Because just because you're a spiritual person doesn't mean that you should be leading worship. Yeah. Um, it's like saying, man, I love to preach, so when are you going to let me preach? And then in my arrogance or ignorance, I'd be like, okay, you love to preach. Wonderful. Well, come on up. And then it's awful. So, you know, we have had people in the past come up to, he come up to us and um, – I always see two things. One is pride. So you always have to watch out for pride. And if it's about the platform, if it's about themselves, 
that's a red flag. Because worship's not about you and your pride and what, how you sound. Um, and then number two is excellence. Because let's be honest, I mean, just because you think you sound great, and if you don't, um, and listen, I'm not a musician. Yeah. You're not a musician. No, not at all. But we know. What sounds good. What sounds okay yeah. and what does not. And, and the world knows. And the thing is, if you don't sound good, then it becomes a distraction for what worship really is. So um, sing in the shower. You have karaoke night for that. Mm-hmm. You know, you go to these bars and sing your heart out and get your jollies, but you're not going to use the church platform for that. Yeah, and for people who don't know, I'm the one that kind of runs the YouTube and the worship. Yeah. So there has been some times where it has been a tough listen and <laughs> I can't post worship for that week. So I definitely know what you're talking about. But yeah. how hard is rejecting people? Because I know they're, they think they're passionate about it. You know, cause like you said, mm-hmm. they, they love that platform for themselves. Yeah. And I think the question is not rejecting somebody. I think it's redirecting somebody. So when we have people come in, you know, we have a process in place. So it's like, okay, well, you have to attend this many practices before we allow you on the stage. And then anyone who sings, and this is something that we went through when we planted City Post. So we wanted to use this... you know, we knew we were going to minister to artists. So we wanted to use music as a way of bringing people in, discipling people, um, introducing people to, to Christ, to the church. But the, dr- the line that's drawn in the sand is the leading out. So if you're going to lead in worship, then your life has got to look like it. You've got to be spiritually correct. You've got to be a, a you know believer, and and you've got to be committed to the church. Um, so if you're in and out, if you're going to different churches, you're you're probably not going to lead out here. We'll let you play, but to lead our people, um, we need commitment. Yeah, and I know, I feel like C Post does it different than most churches that we talked about earlier. Yeah, how they just throw people up there. Mm-hmm. Why is this whole system and how you choose worship so important to you. Yeah, because it's it's about excellence. It's about giving Jesus your best. Um, you know, if you look around this building, if I wanted to, we could have not painted it. We could have left it the way it was. We could have left the speakers on those big old poles. We could have stayed on that little shanky stage in that corner. Yeah. And just be like, oh, well. But I have to ask myself, is that the best I can do? And even even in, in sermon prepping, even in my teaching, I always ask, like, is this the best that I have to give to the Lord? Um, so there is a standard of excellence that we strive for. And it's not because City Post Church, it's about who we worship. And we truly believe that God deserves our best. So that's yeah. where our standard of excellence comes in. And when you do see something that bothers you, like what, what are things that bother you with the worship? Man, what, what bothers me is laziness. Um, 
like you could tell if somebody didn't practice or um, also if there was not much of a thought process behind things. You know, like you just, you're just pulling stuff out of the air. Um, also, repetitiveness bothers me because if you're not growing, like if, we, if we're singing the same exact stuff from 1998 or 2003, and it's 2023. Yeah. Why have not? Why haven't you learned new things? And what that tells me is that there's no, there's no growth in your life or your spiritual life. You're just kind of going through the motions. You're just checking off a box. You're. Yeah. Yeah. And so, how do you choose the songs then? every Sunday yeah so um, I I work with Eric and we make sure every song is scripture focused like scripture based um, so wording matters we also make sure every song is around the Lordship of Jesus Christ and and sings about Jesus it talks about Jesus um, you want songs that are gospel centered not person centered and um, it's really easy to pick, like, feel-good songs. Like, there's some songs that are anthems. Like, you could just, you know what's going to move. But the question is, is it gospel-centered? Is it about Christ? Um, and then there's some times where I'll, I'll send Eric, like, hey, um, I've, been, I've been getting ready for the sermon, and this song keeps popping in my mind can we do it on Sunday you know and we have that relationship where he trusts me he's like okay you know Rick's not gonna steer me wrong but I also trust him knowing that if I request a song he's not gonna like bomb it you know yeah he, he's gonna he's gonna pull through yeah and is there some people that request songs and you have to tell them no <laughs> all the time really oh boy we had a list <laughs> there's so many people that want to hear songs and i get it i used to be that guy um i have i have people send me songs i have people tell me when can we do this one or when can we play this one but then you have to ask you know people don't understand um is it congregational like is it a song that you could lead in worship or is it a song that just sounds good on the radio as you're driving to work, you know? Yeah. Um, and then, like, does it fit? And then also we have to talk about practice, you know? Like, how often do the guys practice? Do they have enough time to practice a new song? Because if y'all ain't practicing, then, you know, we, we have to see what we introduce. Um, so, yeah, it happens a lot, and I want people to know if you don't hear the song that you're asking for, number one, be patient. You know, it's not that I'm ignoring you. Yeah. Um, number two, just understand like what we're trying to do here because you're not the one playing it. <laughs> so, you know, you, you got to let it, it, it. It's not as easy as you think. Um, and then I have to trust Eric's judgment on some some of these songs. Yeah. So. And there's this big controversy going out recently how, like, you can't trust some worship songs. Yeah. I mean. 
So the controversy is if there's churches where some of these songs are coming out of that um, have done things that don't align biblically or are hypocritical, should you be singing it? And I mean, you hit that like the Hillsong documentary came out. Should we just stop playing all Hillsong stuff? But what you need to understand is that you cannot negate a song if, like, if it aligns up with scripture. Like, we don't know how God used a specific situation to bring glory to his name. And if you look a lot of the old hymns, some of these hymns were written, you know, by slaves or on slave ships. So we're just going to cancel all that too? You know, so we... We cannot, we can't pick and choose right now. I think it's, I think a lot of it has to do with conviction, uh, prayer, and just understanding that God's, God's ways are higher than our ways. So, you know, we, we, we go by the Spirit, and uh, yeah, we rely on Him. Yeah, and I know there's, I know a couple people that start going to churches because all they do sing is hymns. Yeah. Yeah, uh, what are your thoughts about like hymns? Like, we see that. No, Would I you mean, like to play somewhere? Yeah, I mean, hymns are rich in theology. You know, like there's nothing wrong with hymns. Hymns are great. Um, I just think you just can't box yourself in and say we're only gonna sing hymns here, or vice versa. We're only gonna sing Passion, or we're only gonna sing Hillsong. Yeah, you, you can box yourself in. That's not, I think you're limiting yourself. Um, but I think hymns are great. There's nothing wrong with them. Yeah. <coughs> so, I, I mean, again, going back to worship and music. Yeah. I'm a guy that is a firm Drake. Right, right. Hip-hop. I forgive you, it's all right. You no. know, there's nothing against there. Uh. But, I mean, so... Going in from that into Christian music, yeah. Not guys, it's it has been tough, but there is some like here helps a lot. Yeah, City Post because I could definitely see why there's certain songs we choose mm-hmm. and the way they move, and I can also see how you ask Eric, can you play this song because it ties in into right. the sermon, and that has helped me a, t- a ton. So, like what? How would you suggest somebody to like completely trans translate from like cellular music to That's a great question. So I think that's where excellence comes in. You know, if 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 I want to listen to something that is not secular, but it's terrible, what options do I have? You know, so it's we I think as believers we need to put out a good product to show the outside world that um, we, we could kind of go to that level. Because I'll be honest, like, I've heard a lot of Christian music that's like, eh, it's, it's, not, it's not anything good. But I also heard a lot of secular music that's trash, too. So, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's, it goes both ways. I mean, I mean, you're comparing to Drake, like. That's not that's not helpful. Whoa, I mean? okay. So <laughs> Okay. Moving on. <laughs> yeah, I was like, bro, like it's like, come on, man. 
I yeah. think you said good music. But I, and yeah, and I know Christians get a bad rep like yeah. Pure Fix and mm-hmm. all that. They think it's all corny, but I have yeah. found some good. Yeah, I agree with you, man. It it's like there's good stuff out there. Yeah. That um and I think that the tide is turning. I think that there's better quality now and there's better bands, there's better musicians, there's better artists. Yeah. And um like something I, I love what Lecrae said. He's like, I'm not a Christian rapper. He goes, I'm a rapper that happens to be a bu- a follower of Christ, a believer. Yeah. So what's gonna come in my music is what's influencing my life and i think if people took that perspective a little bit more we we would get better quality things yeah and last sunday you were talking about how like yeah okay it's cool that you don't cuss it's cool that right you change the way you dress or anything but are you doing it for christ or just to change your persona right exactly and that's kind of how I've been doing it. It's just like, okay, just <coughs> at first, yeah, I just stopped doing it, make myself feel like a good person. Mm-hmm. Now it's like what helps me is, okay, are you going to choose God every single time and right. every expect of your life? Mm-hmm. So that kind of helps. It's like, okay, I'm going to choose God and listen to worship. And then, right. you know, it's more like I'm not doing it to feel like a good person i'm doing it to right and and that's the thing and as you grow in your faith in christ what's going to happen is is that there's going to be things that aren't honoring to god that are going to start kind of bothering you a little bit like it's going to like jostle your heart like ah should i be listening to this and then you might even like change it instead of like the one with the explicit lyrics you'll just get the clean version yeah you know and it's just little things like that um but it's not anything like, oh, my gosh, I, I can't listen to this. This is terrible. This is going to make me say bad things. No, it's, man, I want to honor the Lord with my life. So I'd rather not listen to this than, and just, you know, find something corny or whatever than listen to this so that way, you know, I have noise. Yeah, and good thing C-Post, they pick good songs that are not corny. <laughs> so that. I hope so. And if you want to listen to those songs, we have a playlist on Spotify. You can check that out. Good plug. But back to like the worship, mm-hmm. what are some things you like to see improve on it? Man, so there's a passage, um, John four twenty three um, and 24. So this is uh, Jesus talking. Sorry, let me find it here. It says, yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in the Spirit and in truth. For they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is spirit, and his worshipers must worship in spirit and in truth. And then the woman goes on to respond to him in verse 25. says, um, I know that the Messiah called Christ is coming. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. And then Jesus declared, I am the one you're speaking of. I am he. So what I would love to see is, is a worship team, like every single person on the worship team, worship God in spirit and in truth. Not just play a song, not just try to um, not mess up, not just get up there and play flawlessly, but 
I would love to see your life look like that. So imagine coming in on a Sunday morning where you're not just worshiping God on this platform, but you've been worshiping the Lord all week. Like, man, how powerful would that be if everybody was on that same vibe, that same place? So that's something I would like to see, um, our worship team. And then also, I would like to see a little bit more ownership. So don't just play a song just to play it. Make it your own. You know, like, be free. Get get people involved. Say, you know, like, so you don't always have to say, okay, this is how the song sounds, so we got to play it this way. Man, like, just make it your own. Yeah, and it's kind of, like, shows that, like, that fire and like that right. passion right and that's i feel like that's why the past couple of weeks has been mm-hmm. how's how it's been just mm-hmm. um because I, I remember it wasn't even like when i first started doing serving for the church mm-hmm. it was like two months ago and it's nowhere yeah as it was past yeah. that's it, right it was just within a month so that's crazy to me <laughs> Yeah, and then one more, uh, another thing I'll say about it, too, is, you know, you cannot, what I love about worship is that you are worshiping the Lord with these lyrics, like these words on the screen. I'm not creative enough to come up with the stuff that I'm singing out loud, right? So there is a joy to worshiping God. There's like, you're, you're trying to tell him how amazing he is. Um, Psalms 100 verse 2 says, Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. So if you're coming before him all down, you're trying to sing these songs like all melancholy, like our God is a lion. I, mean, I remember one of their guys, he was singing this song like, his, like somebody died. And, yeah. I, and I like stopped him. I was like, hold on, you cannot, <laughs> you cannot sing this song if you're not going to proclaim it. Just, yeah. just turn your mic off. Like, come on, bro. Like, you're singing. Understand who you're singing to. So, um, but yeah. So that, I just think that's important. Yeah, and I what you said earlier about them writing their own songs. Yeah. Uh, why not put their music on streaming now? Why wait till later? You know, make it their own. Right. Just ma- well, copyright stuff, of course. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, everybody does it, so it's fine. I mean. It, it, as long as you don't make money off of it, right? You'll yeah. be all right. But, it, you know, also I think it's um, you want to get to a place where you can create. So whether it's write your own song, maybe do a different kind of arrangement. Um, make it your own. And I think that's when you can start putting stuff out. But we do have, like, our YouTube channels, our playlists. I know we, we um, me and the girls always listen to City Post Worship. You know, so and they love the songs. They they know them all, man. It, yeah. it's, it's awesome. And so, so we do that now, kind of when we mash songs together, like Mayor right. Martha and Let There Be Light, mm-hmm. and I think God Revival <laughs> and Two Feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. we kind of do that now. Right, right. So that's pretty cool. And that's the creative process that I'm talking about. Um, because there has been times where I'd come up there and I was like, man, you know what, we should try. And and I will jack it all up. Yeah. And then Eric comes back and he does it and it's like really good, you know. Um, but there's that freedom to be creative here. 
So are you worried about when they do write their own music that it's just going to be terrible <laughs> or we can just use some chat GPT? So the, there's a rule here at City Post um, that I tell everyone, just don't suck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I think, I don't think it will be terrible because the standard that we have here, but also if you look at the, the level of musicianship that we have, um, if you look at like, like John is an incredible drummer, but he also understands music. And and he's one of those guys that's not just gonna let something fly. Yeah. He'll say like, hey, that's not gonna work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I appreciate that from him because I don't have that ear. So um, I think that because we have just this high level of musicianship, I don't I don't think something is just gonna come out that's awful. Yeah, and well, in the future when we're writing our own songs, like what would you like to add to the worship, like an extra instrument or just extra p more people? Like what would you like to add to that? Oh, uh, definitely. I mean, I, I would love to see kind of different styles of instruments here, whether it's a violin, cello, whatever it is. Um, you know, God ha God gives people these amazing talents, and I think it's great for people to use it for his glory. So whether it's a recorder, a ukulele, whatever it is, if you want to use it to worship the Lord, like, come on, come through. Your voice, you know, I would definitely love to see um, more people singing that, that love to sing and not feel held back. So that would be exciting as well. But we... I do want to say this. Sometimes we have a harmonizing issue. Okay, yeah. You yeah, know, you ain't wrong. Sometimes. Not all the times because we've been killing it. <laughs> so, like, how do we really deal with that? You know, we get more people up here. We have to have everybody. Like, it's going to be some cuts or it's going to be like... No, I mean, yeah, I mean, you want to be wise. First of all, space-wise. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, it'll be a little weird. Everybody just shoulder to shoulder. Uh, um, but also kind of seeing what Eric is able to manage versus... Um, you know what he what he can't. So it, it's gonna fall on practice and also camaraderie and people just kind of bonding with each other. But also having like some honest conversations, yeah. like, "Hey, listen, that that wasn't it." I have one right now. Yeah. Don't come up here with a recorder. I promise uh. you. <laughs> You're not getting in. <laughs> I promise. How does Drake do it then? Okay. Uh, hey. Moving on again. <laughs> so <laughs> Drake hits that recorder hard. No, man. dude. Hey. Anyway, I know you have <laughs> I know you have a background. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Did with worship. Did you used to lead it right, if I'm wrong? No, I I never led worship, but I got involved when I first came to Texas. Um playing drums so I used to play this like this beat maker it was like a pad and I would play drums with my fingers and my brother would lead with guitar yeah and then the church we were at finally gave in and bought me an electric drum set which was cute but it was annoying um, but um, because it cost money I, I had to play it right away so the way I learned how to 
transition from playing with my fingers to playing a real drum set was I spent the whole weekend listening to Weezer. Really? Yeah, the Blue Album. Yeah. And that Weezer album, I would just try to play along with those songs, and that's how I learned how to play drums. And this was before you wanted to be a pastor or after? No, way before. Way before? <laughs> so you was almost a worship leader? No, I was no... <laughs> any, uh, listen, I like I liked playing drums. That was about it, yeah. Uh, had no intention on being a worship leader. So what made you stop? <laughs> Man, honestly, just uh, my role changed. Yeah. You know, like we're going to practices, but then it was... Um, so my role changed, but also my responsibilities grew and you can't do everything. So I decided to let somebody else, um, do the drums. Uh, I think it would be a pretty cool Sunday. You came in, did the drums, then hop off, preach, and then got <laughs> back and do the drums. I could do it, man. Uh, it, it, I, I would need to, I need to shake the dust off though. Cause <laughs> now I'm rusty. It's rough right now. Yeah. yeah. Plus, <laughs> it's, it's hard to replace John. He's kind of. Yeah. It's, that's a hard act to follow. Yeah, yeah. but it's like how you said, if you have the podcast, your brother multiple times. So you have family that's in worship or. Yeah, my, my brother leads worship um, for a church in Fort Worth. Yeah, we've been trying to get him to City Post, but it's all right. You know, he'll be here one day. And one day. Uh, <laughs> yeah, don't get me in trouble. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, man, I love I love when my, my listen to my brother, man. He's he's really good, and um, it's amazing how God uses him. You know, super talented, and you know he he's one of those examples that we just talked about, like the worship with spirit and truth. Because Tito, I mean, he doesn't have like a super voice where you go like to American Idol. Yeah, you know, but dude, he has a voice that invites you to sing along. Like, it's, it's crazy. And something else we need to talk about is worship leaders are ordained. You know, like, they have the anointing on their lives. So if you are an anointed worship leader, wherever you lead, God's going to move. And if God moves, everyone's hearts are going to be impacted. Yeah. You could be the greatest singer in the world, but you don't have the anointing. You're just gonna put on a show. Nobody's gonna sing along. So, have you ever sent the worship team to go worship certain events or certain churches? Um, you know, I think it's always good to have a mentor. Um, I think mentorship is is key. I have, you know, as a pastor, there's other pastors that I I visit with, I I talk to, I ask them to hold me accountable. Um, I learn from so I always encourage the guys even like Eric I was like man you should really find someone that you could just go have coffee with and, and let them pour into you yeah not like a a homie and not like a a family member no like someone that you could really learn from and um, so I'm real open to that I know we we go to a conference called lift in Atlanta I'll send some of the guys there. Um, probably one of the best conferences for creatives that I've experienced. Um, so that's always a good one. But a lot of it, too, is spiritual maturity. It's, it's growing in your faith in Christ. And the, the better you do that, the better everything else turns out. Yeah, and I know 
is Lyft kind of like Passion? It's put on by Passion City. Okay. Yeah, and we've we've done some other trainings as well, uh, like the for, uh, the worship initiative. Um, you know, we've we've gone to other co- churches and conferences, but you know, you really want to look for like what is the best one as far as quality is concerned, and and that's what you want to send your guys to. Yeah, and I know Eric. Usually, when we do events, he's kind of the one that either sing or do djing yeah. and so that's pretty cool to see coming from that yeah no i think it's great because now it's like you're using that's the calling god's giving you music so now like you're being moved into the world to be this this light you know to shine for christ and um to be a good example so if he's gonna go play at some birthday party you know, it's not going to be three, six mafia the whole time. You know, it's like, like he, he has like, he knows what sounds good, but also honors the Lord. So I think that's a great thing to be out in the world doing it. Yeah. And I know also you're in the front row every, every Sunday. Yes. So you get the best experience with the worship (laughs) team. Can you kind of tell when they haven't practiced, like what's, how important, practice because i know they practice before the morning but Mm -hmm. i know you said earlier you want them to do it throughout the whole week can you kind of tell when they do and when they don't i can because when when you practice and you prepare then you're confident and the more you prepare the more you have room to move around like the more you have the more you could the more you prepare the more space you have for improv the more space you have for for walking around, moving your body, trying things inside of the worship context. So um, when you're not prepared and you don't practice, your face is glued to the lyrics on on your iPad. And that's going back into like owning the song, right? Exactly. You know what's coming. You know what to do. Exactly. And you're not doing it last minute, like 30 minutes before service start. You know? Yes. And it's obvious. It's so obvious. And yes, the song sounded good. Congratulations, you didn't miss a chord. Yeah. But your face was glued to it. And I think people could notice that. And, and, and believe me, when I'm not sounding judgy. I'm not trying to. But, um, I mean, it goes for preaching as well. When you don't prepare well, when you don't practice well, it's not as powerful. It's not as fluid. It's... You use a lot of like um, words to fill space, and it, it just doesn't it doesn't flow well. Yeah, and so this whole journey with our worship team has there any been any rocky roads, or it has it been smooth sailing? I mean, it's there's always going to be challenges. You're dealing with um, different personalities and preferences, and um, you know, I remember when we first started, Eric used to sing like with a chip on his shoulder. Yeah. Which I loved it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, brother was just getting it out. But then there are some people are like, oh, it's too loud. And I'm like, really? Uh, Yeah. It's not too loud. This is great. You know? Yeah. Um, Preference. There it is. (laughs) I think we finally reached a point where it was better than the dark room. Because the dark room had high ceilings. That's true. And so it was like this echo, just louder. And it's just. Bro, it was, Yeah. But now I feel like if we keep this up, the streak that we have right now, 
it's ten times better than Dark Room, which you can also listen to on our YouTube. Yes. I have a playlist called The Dark Room you can listen to. That's but. right, Dark Room Sessions. And and you know, like when you talk about preference, like for me, I like it loud. Me too. If it was up for me, like I would have this volume I would have this place turned up all the way. Feeling the bass. Like feeling it in your yeah. soul, like like borderline need like some ear plugs <laughs> you know what i'm saying like if it went up one yeah. more notch but that's me but then i got to remember it's not about me <laughs> yeah you know we got to think about everyone in our audience we got to think about you know um yeah what certain people can handle yeah and i know like when i far first started doing the sound mm -hmm. i was told multiple times multiple people this is not a concert this is church yeah so there's been times where I want to turn John all the way up, <laughs> just him and Eric and Mike, yeah. just all the way up. But then I'm like, it's not a concert. So I think our, our way around that is during rehearsals yeah. in the morning, because that's when the complaints hit. Yes. The crying hits. It's too loud. It's too loud. I was like, yeah, bro, but there's nobody in this building right now. Yes. So I think it's when we start worship, we need to turn it up. But when we rehearse, we kind of keep it low. And because um, also, you know, when there's people in the room, it changes the dynamic. And um, so I just think that we just have to build a better ear for for sound and not just think it's, it's one way the whole entire time. Yeah. And when I first started in sound, I didn't realize how important the role is. Yeah. I thought it's just the music the worship then the sermon the music again and <laughs> no there is so much music involved during the whole thing yes that keeps it like flowing and you feel more moved mm -hmm. so from that side it's pretty it was pretty cool also a learning curve to learn yeah because i know i first started i messed up a lot and <laughs> and kind of messed up the flow of everything i didn't realize how big it was you know? yeah and i know for me i love using I love being creative. So I like using videos. I like using visuals. Um, you know, I hope to do more in, in, in the future. So what AV or what you do plays a big role because that's what keeps everything flowing. It keeps it moving. It ties it all together. And I think the most important thing is it limits distractions. Yeah. Be, you know, so you, you already have 10 million things fighting for your attention so um the least distractions that we can have the better it'll be yeah and also doesn't make things awkward because <laughs> i know there's sometimes where i forget to unmute something yeah. and it's just complete silence so i'm just <laughs> like oh no the video's going everybody and everybody's looking around like yeah. where's the manager <laughs> <laughs> I know. who do i gotta talk to and yeah so the those are moments where I'm like, oh, man, I have to yeah. walk in here. No, and, then I, and you know, in my mind, I, there's, there's two things. Like, you can't, you can't take yourself that serious. I mean, there's going to be mistakes. It's okay. You know, the more that you try things, you're, there's going to be mistakes, and that's how you learn, you know? Um, so that's okay. It's, it's, not, it's not that bad, and it doesn't happen as much anymore yeah you know? <laughs> so that's good yeah because you learn from it yeah right? i learned from it yeah but one more thing i really want to yeah. reach you how how you feel about like our, our um, media presence with the worship songs out like when you think of 
worship songs like yeah we post them but you know if it didn't sound like good we go back and delete them um why not just leave them up there yeah because it, it's just growth that's all it is growth and capacity and i think it's good to continually evolve and change so if we sing one song let's say if we sing how great is our god three years ago it's going to sound way different now yeah so it's okay to erase some older stuff and and say hey here's some newer versions of it um i I don't think it's a bad thing to evolve and and just have constant change what if the worship team just did horrible that sunday will we still post it so i have i have two thoughts on that okay (laughs) so if it's like just terrible yeah me pers i still post it because okay i want you to listen to it yeah you know like okay you didn't want to practice or i think sometimes it's a great ego check you know like you think you got it and it's just horrific so i might leave it on youtube for about three weeks just (laughs) to to make sure that somebody hears it also if there's something that is bad but it's kind of funny I'll send it to worship fails on Instagram to try to get them to play it. And oh, really? You, and you need a link um, to send to them. Oh, that's <laughs> <laughs> it's only happened twice. Really? Yeah, but they never played it. <laughs> oh, no. That's terrible. It's wrong, but at the same time, it's kind of <laughs> funny. And, you know, I think it's good to kind of have fun with it a little bit. But also yeah. learn, you know... But I, I truly believe that because it, it's a good like, hey, you're not all that. Yeah. We're all human. No one is above practice. No one is above growing and learning, even myself. Like, I'll be honest. I've had some sermons that were terrible. Like, I look back and I was like, oh, what was I thinking? Really? Like, I said that? Oh, Yeah. Oh. <clears throat> Like, they didn't flow. It was a bad use of scripture. Um, The example didn't match. I used a lot of words like, um, 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 you know, or. So um, I've gone back and I'll listen to it and I'll see where I can improve. Yeah. And when I started doing the Mm -hmm. YouTube, I haven't seen you that. Only the worship. (laughs) And I mean, again, I'm not judging, but sometimes. It just makes me mad how <laughs> I just wasted six to seven minutes of my life. Oh, chill out. It just <laughs> is a tough listen. I was like, do I? And if I can't post a song, I'll try to make shorts out of it. And then yeah. it makes me more mad if I can't post shorts out of it because it. it's just like it's just like a waste of time, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's my little rant. I didn't oh, mean that's it. too funny. But I love it. Yeah, man, uh, is there anything you like to leave? Yeah, um, Psalms 75, Psalm 75, 1. We praise you, God. We praise you for your name is near. People tell of your wonderful deeds. And, you know, a lot of people talk about why do you have such an emphasis on worship? Why is it such a big deal? Like, why do we have in-ears? Why do we have all this stuff? And it's because, number one, excellence. We want to give God our best. But number two is we are talking about Psalm 75. We want to tell 
the world of the wonderful deeds of God. We want to tell the world how great God is. And there's a lot of us that don't have that type of creativity. So these songs that we sing, we're able to proclaim those things back to Jesus. And um, so I just kind of want to leave us with that. Like that is our goal. It's not to feel good. It's not emotionalism. It's not about crying or creating an atmosphere where I feel a certain way. It's about lifting up the name of Jesus, telling him about how great he is and proclaiming um, his goodness to the world. And on with that reminded me of this. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about the people that like scream during worship? Man, if that's your thing, that's your thing. But I will say just read the room. Yeah. You know, if I know that there's churches that encourage that. I know there's people that love to do that. I think there's a there's a way to do it right. I know I I love to shout sometimes and raise my hands. But I feel like sometimes it takes away the attention takes away from what we're trying to do and it's pointing it back on you. So it's almost like you're a child looking for attention. Yeah. And you're hurting and you're just reaching out. So just understand where you're at. So if you're at a church where, man, they're running laps and they're screaming and they're throwing them, hey, go for it. Yeah. Man, turn up. But if you are at a church <laughs> where nobody else is doing that. Yeah. You know, like, understand where you're at. That's all I'm going to say yeah. about that. And <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah. And what about your thoughts on a choir? Like, I think choirs are great. Yeah. Yeah. The robes are a little weird for me, but Same here. Um it would be awesome to get like a group of like 15, 20 people. Really? Um if if it's, you know, if the church grows and we have that in the future, but it must be led correctly. Yeah. Not just all right, everyone's saying get up there. Yeah. No. We're not doing that. Okay. <laughs> it's even organized. That's so we might get a choir in the future. Hey, listen, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, boys. Thank you for uh, coming on here, man. Hey, no problem. This was great. We'll do it again. Yes, sir. And then just make sure everybody that's listening, you follow the socials or Instagram. Everything's going to be at City Post Church or Facebook or Twitter, YouTube, TikTok. But thank y'all and see you next time. All right. Peace out. <laughs>